Recording. All yeah. right. So, this is a tabloid article. No, it's not. This is an article, regular type, that. <laughs> that regular typeface. From almost a year ago. And it is Bat Boy Tabloid Weekly World News launches entertainment division, sets Tonya Pinkins pick the zombie wedding as first project. It says, exclusive weekly world news, the supermarket tabloid behind such wacky characters as Batboy, Manigator, Plod the Alien, PhD Ape, and Spy Cat. Is- wait, 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 wait. PhD Ape? Yep. PhD Ape. I'm Dr. Ape, or Ape PhD. Hey, I didn't go to school for 12 <laughs> years for you to not say PhD. <laughs> I'm PhD Ape. <laughs> is launching an entertainment division. Weekly World News Studios will focus on developing film, TV, and podcast projects based on the company's library of over 110,000 articles and 300 plus original characters. Jesus Christ. Yeah. WWN's editor in chief, Greg D'Alessandro, will oversee the entertainment division as CEO, veteran theater producer Joe Corcoran will, deserve, will serve as its director of development. There has been an enormous amount of interest in the WWN IP over the last few years. We have a vast library of colorful characters and highly creative stories we are developing with our talented in-house writers and with various production partners, said D'Alessandro. We are excited for what lies ahead and thrilled to finally be able to bring weekly world news to the world of TV, film, and digital media. So, I guess they're getting in on the podcast game. What? Get on out there. Don't take away our fans. Oh, God. Our bread and butter. Oh, no. (laughs) My bread. My butter. My butter. (laughs) My bread. My butter. Says the first film to emerge from Weekly World News Studios will be an adaptation of The Zombie Wedding, an interactive play penned by D'Alessandro and produced by Corcoran. An interactive play seems kind of like Rocky Horror. Yeah, to me. yeah. Like something that. Yeah. 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 Or like yeah. War, and they squirt blood and come all over you. Or yeah. The project is billed as a horror comedy with music. Falling somewhere between the Rocky Horror Picture Show and Shaun of the Dead. So I guess that's okay. not okay. incorrect. Answer that question. In it, a young South Carolina couple decides to go through with their long-awaited wedding during the zombie apocalypse. Unfortunately, he's a zombie and she's not. Their families are nervous, but the humans prove to be overly judgmental. When the zombies begin feeling brain-deprived, the ceremony takes a turn for the weird. WWN reporter... WWN reporters are there to cover this wild wedding while trying to get out alive. Tony Award-winning actress, writer, and producer Tanya Pinkins from Jelly's Last Jam and Red Pill is attached to direct is attached to direct the project, which D'Alessandro and Corcoran will produce. Acclaimed jazz fusion funk guitarist 
Jean Paul Borelli is also on board to craft its what? score. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yep, continue, I guess. <laughs> our goal is to bring a sense of joy, amazement, and surrealist fun to all our projects. Zombie Wedding is the perfect project to launch our studios, said D'Alessandro. It's done extremely well as an interactive theatrical event with audiences of all ages. We know film audiences will have a blast watching the film adapta adaptation. I am ecstatic to bring my two great loves, musical and zombies, together, added Pinkins. Weekly World News was founded in 1979 and the 40 plus years since it has grown into a global brand followed by millions of fans. And then it talks about Weekly World News, which we've already done. Um, it's a musical? Yeah, well, sort of, I guess. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to listen to zombie musical? I don't know, the funk fusion whatever guitarist or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Jazz funk fusion. Just like bum. I don't want to. <laughs> yep. I don't like throwing shade. But like, don't you? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that is. <laughs> Do you not? Let's if, not go around. But if you're you're what you're, straight food, your title like says fusion. Like you know, if you're a musician of some sort, it says fusion. That always makes my skin crawl. I'm like, ugh, what? Like all sorts of music is a quote unquote fusion of things. It's like you don't yeah. really. It's kind of redundant to say that. Yeah, it's. I feel like people say it when. They don't want to be called one specific thing or something, or they're like, I don't really know what to call it because we're not really funk. And you can just be like, he's a musician. Like, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, you know, I get why the labels are applied to musicians because it's like to give you a frame of reference. So you're like, oh, maybe I would be into that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times it ends up being just gobbledygook nonsense. And you're like, <laughs> You just have to hear it with your ears, you know, like to figure it out if you like it. Yeah. Like, you know, words, words it's, only mean things when you use them right. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a jazz, Funko Pop, fusion, country rap. Woof. Um, well, it, you know, just if you would Woof like that. Woofa doofa. Oof. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, Woof I don't know. Woofa doofa Yeah, I, it's like. I, I'm always like really conflicted on musicals anyway. Like I like a good rock opera, sure. You know, and I guess technically like uh hairspray is a musical. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if the original film was. But I it was. Yeah. I think so. There's a lot of music. I don't know. Where is the line, you know, musical versus just the thing a movie surrounded centered around music. Um but yeah, I don't know. Musical. That's what? I'm pretty like sure that's, that's a musical. Yeah. Musical. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm like thinking about all the movies I do and do not like as far as like musicals and rock operas and things. And I'm just like, do I actually like musicals? I don't think so. I think I'll stick with my original answer. I feel like I can like musicals, but I don't tend to like famous musicals like mm -hmm. the, the few I've seen in, yeah. in theaters where I'm just like, oh. Yeah, this is gonna be a thing. I do always love the moment where I like it happens all the time where I'll pull back out Nightmare Before Christmas and I'll pop it in and it'll start to play and I'm like, oh fuck, I forgot this was a musical. 
Yeah. yeah. Pretty much every Disney movie is a musical anymore. Like, I mean, I think they've always kind of been that way. At least, like, as far they've as our generation after. Yeah. yeah. There's always been songs, but, like. But there's a lot of songs. Yeah. Even yeah. Lion King. Yeah. There's a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pennsylvania, <laughs> it's a lion. That's what that translates to. Oh. I'm gonna be a and uh, you know the Elton John song. Yeah. Oh, the one where the where the lions fuck each other. Yeah. Yeah. Can you see the lions fuck? Oh, okay. You know, in front of their two friends. <laughs> Simone and Pumbaa just watching, yeah. snacking on some grubs. Just <laughs> eating grubs, being like, oh my God. Jesus. Um, is that how they do it? You know, someone on like the, the social medias pointed out something interesting. When a lion like dies, like, you know, in a, a what they call that? Pride. Yes, thank you. Um, they will, the other lions, you will usually eat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Makes sense. And then there is a scene after Mufasa gets pushed off the cliff where. Scar is playing with a skull that is eerily shaped like a lion's skull. So, do the math. Do the math, baby. Fucked up. It's weird. (laughs) They don't eat Mufasa. They they eat him. They ate Mufasa. Sad. They don't eat him. They don't eat him. All right. He's a big piece of meat. He was big honking piece of meat. He can talk to me all day. Are you implying something over here? Oh, I'm just saying, if if there is one, uh, if, if there's a burlier of a of a lion, Mufasa was it. Mufasa was the biggest lion. Mm-hmm. Even Simba, who came back as an adult, was not as big as Mufasa. This is true. I thought you were implying like, mm, he's a mighty big piece of meat. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. Now, however, the the father in Ariel, Ariel, the Little Mermaid, yeah. Ariel's father. Oh, yeah. I never really saw uh, him King that Triton. way. Yeah, King Triton. Never saw him that way, but then all of a sudden, I saw him that way. I, was have like, you looked, I mean, have you looked at him and his muscles? No, I yeah, he's like fucking ripped. Everybody's got like a daddy line where all of a sudden they're just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, oh. Oh, no. Yeah, it's like <laughs> oh, immediately no. I'm old now. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, oh, God. Oh, no. Bring it over here, gray beard. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my stomach made a weird noise. My stomach is haunted. <laughs> Today we're talking about stomach ghosts. All right. Um, yeah. Stomach All right. Ghosts. All right. I was going to say, or you want to get into it, and then my stomach started haunting the place. Uh, but yeah, are y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me collect myself. I'm full of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but bones and ghosts. Papa. <laughs> Papa, I'm full of ghosts. Help me, Papa. All right. Welcome to Love at First Sighting. Sex, positive, kink, friendly, and thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations. I'm Joyce, and I'm full of ghosts. I'm also my pronouns are she, they, and I'm your resident cryptid researcher, here with the Monster Book Report. Joining me is Jim. Hey, I am here to rep the monster fucker and all of us, and I brought the porn today. Mm-hmm. Also, here is Coco. Hey, I'm Coco. I'm a layman in the ways of cryptids, 
I also have ghosts inside me. (laughs) (laughs) And I love to learn and get the horny. Get the horny. (laughs) All right. Well, let's let's see if we can bring you the horny. So today we are talking about the wood booger. Oh yeah! Now we're, I'm already on board. This the is wood booger. The wood booger. This is something Jim stumbled upon. I think, if I'm not mistaken, your boo found this. Yes, my boo brought this to me to us as to a us gift. as a gift. It's this a gift is, for this family. This is the exact thing that, like, if I was out like walking with him, I would absolutely not be surprised if he just turned to me like, "Hey, you ever heard of the wood booger?" <laughs> I I would agree with this assessment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what is a wood booger, you may ask? Well, the wood booger is a Virginian-specific Sasquatch Bigfoot-like creature and is said to roam the forests of southwest Virginia. The name wood booger was given to the creature because it is often rumored to carry off young children like the boogeyman. Another scarier children into uh, behaving parenting tactic. <laughs> uh, the wood booger reports are as old as the mid-1800s. There have been a particularly large number of sightings around Norton and Salt Ville, Virginia. Wild fact, the city of Norton is a wood booger sanctuary. Like, if you come in contact with a wood booger, it is against the law for you to harm it in any way. This is legit. It's like on the .gov and everything. I cannot stress this enough. This is a legit thing. <laughs> so don't go hunting and harming Bigfoot in the, in the Virginia, the wood boogers. Don't touch them. Uh, but anywho... <laughs> Wood boogers, much like their other Bigfoot relatives, are described as ape-like humanoids that are bigger than a man, six foot to eight foot tall, covered in hair, usually black in color. And <laughs> looking at you, Jim, is it tall enough? I'm just yeah, is it tall enough? Uh, yeah. It's not nine feet. Do people at home need to drink or? <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Eight foot's good. Eight foot's, eight foot's good. good. Okay. Right. Uh, some accounts mention red eyes. Uh, That's a plus. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Glow, glowing, glowing red eyes. It just says red eyes. It could be like that thing, you know, where some animals you shine the flashlight, it reflects back. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. I don't know. Anywho, um, this cryptid was featured in the Animal Planet TV show Finding Bigfoot for their episode Virginia's for Bigfoot Lovers. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wrong in the best way. Yep. Um, <laughs> I mean, perfect for our podcast. Uh, they investigated specifically a creature dubbed the Beast of Gum Hill or the Gum Hill Wood Booger. Uh, supposedly, this episode really helped the town's economy, bringing tourism sparked by the TV show. Uh, it seems like they really set off the Norton's Wood Booger fever. On the episode, the shows um, they show some potential video evidence of a Wood Booger encounter. In the video, a man is riding a four-wheeler ATV thing in a large creek. Then further in the distance, a Bigfoot crosses the stream. The man stops the vehicle and points it out to the camera person. Supposedly before disappearing out of frame, the creature looks back at the person on the ATV. Hmm. Um, one of the people from the Finding Bigfoot team does make a valid point for this being a hoax in that the ATVs, you know, those tend to be very loud machines and it wouldn't be really natural animal behavior to go out into the open when you hear such a ruckus happening. Hmm. Um, and if the wood booger and all their kin are as reclusive as we're led to believe, this sounds counterintuitive. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, maybe the wood booger was just drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I began hitting the bar, and I just came on out to see what was humming. So pouring pour out a cold loud. one for the boy. Yeah, like you know, Woodbucker was like, "What the fuck's going on?" He done woke me up. My head hurts. God damn it! <laughs> the Woodbucker's <laughs> hungover. Yeah, it's just like, what the hell, you damn kids, get off my lawn! Get off my lawn! <laughs> Uh, as you might imagine, the video is far too blurry to make out anything more than a figure of a reddish color walking across the creek. I also noticed a spot of white near the top of the figure's head, which maybe the woodbooker was wearing a trucker hat. I don't know. <laughs> the woodbooker has a skirted eggshell. <laughs> oh, God. I hope it's a trucker hat or a beret. Oh, that would be fun. Oh, a, maybe. A little bit of Paris in Virginia. Oh, oh, get your foot with it out of my zone. <laughs> <laughs> the city of love is Norton, Virginia. <laughs> Bigfoot love. In this episode, they interview the eyewitness from the video, Chuck Norris. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely whipped around when he started. I was like, hey, what? He fucking kicked in the big foot with a roundhouse kick. <laughs> and saved America. Have y'all, um, okay, y'all, this is a silly, stupid question to ask, but I'm going to ask it. Y'all have seen Walker, Texas Ranger, right? Mm -hmm. Do y'all remember this episode where he like straight up lassos someone out of a helicopter? <laughs> no. He just like no. flings it up. And I'm like, what? That's. Anyway, my grandma watched crazy ass shit. I just remember him talking to a ghost and <laughs> the ghost helping him out. It was the a Native American oh, ghost. Oh, no. That, yeah, that was that like, period of television. Him. Yeah. That's the thing that people forget about that show. They sure is do. That it is supernatural. It's not. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. No need to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we could do a whole cult of that one day. <laughs> that could be a very interesting, uh, mm -hmm. very heated cold open. No longer cold. No Hot longer open? Cold. Okay, Hot open. so they interview a guy that's name is Chuck Newton. Uh, <laughs> he takes the investigation team to the site of his encounter, and he pretty much explains the events as they play out in the video without really any additional details. Okay. Um. They go on to interview a few other eyewitnesses about their encounters. Uh, one of these involved two hikers going to a nearby waterfall. Uh, once they came around the bend, they looked up to see a wood booger only about 100 feet away or so. The creature then made a sort of vocalization that lasted 20 to 30 seconds and bound down the hill in three huge steps and disappeared into the forest. Supposedly, the creature is around 8.5 to 9 feet tall. Oh, getting there. Getting yeah. there. Yeah, a bit taller. <laughs> Also, I Carry really, <laughs> as I say, I love that, like him talking about the video. They do that in documentaries all the time where someone's just like, and you can see here, I was on the ATV <laughs> and I was in the creek. And it's like, it's a visual medium. I know what's on it. Tell me about the day. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, seriously, that's all it was. And like, they even had like someone trying to like walk in that and, you know, that area and like, you know, do the thing and we recreate it size and be it. like, is that what it looked like? He's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a yes, but no. We were yeah. like, eh. but yeah, so I don't know. Um, I have a, those, that show's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just check it out. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, near the intercoastal waterway, another witness by the name of Randy O'Neill managed to capture some photo evidence of a wood booger. Randy says he was camping with his dad when he came upon this thing and used his cell phone to get the images. In the images, you see across the water a large dark figure on the bank. He noted the red eyes of the creature. He would go on to further say he fired a shotgun into the air and heard an odd loud cry as the thing trudged back into the forest. <laughs> Supposedly, this is not the first encounter he had had with Bigfoot. O'Neill has been cited saying something like this happened to him 25 years ago or so. Um, I saw this on a, like a really short news clip that I found on YouTube. Again, yes, there's a thing, a figure of some sort, but you really can't make out any details as yeah. it goes. Um, there's also been reports of knocking activity, uh, much like other primates. Bigfoots and wood boogers are said to engage in knocking on trees as a form of communication. One story specifically to today's Squatch, a person in a wooded area noticed a picnic table with some nails sticking up. They went to grab a hammer and they tried to like hammer them in. And then all of a sudden they heard three distinct knocks in the distance. Sorry, my brain froze for a minute. So is that not an echo? <laughs> Probably, maybe. Like, I screamed out, hello, and I heard, hello, hello, hello. There were at least five people out there. <laughs> there was definitely a wood bugger among them. That, uh, that's, okay. If, if Yeah, if we're going to, like, do that and play skeptic, yeah, it could have been, like, an echo or just, like, another human being, like, doing it, you know. A woodpecker? Yeah, I was gonna say woodpecker, maybe. Well, woodpeckers tend to do like rapid, like that's true. Usually, they wouldn't do knock, clunk, knock, knock, clunk, clunk, unless it's like the world's sleepiest woodpecker. Yeah, it's so tired. <laughs> I just want to lay down. I'm so hungry, I'm but so I'm also hungry. tired. Somebody keeps riding their ATV through here, keeping me up at night, <laughs> <laughs> shooting their shotgun. What the hell's wrong with this forest? What's wrong with these people? <laughs> um. Oh, speaking of ATVs, um, since 2014, an annual Wood Booger Festival is held where visitors can go on guided tower towers, guided towers, guided towers. <laughs> can go on guided tours to search for the creature. A statue of the Wood Booger is located at the Flag Rock Overlook. Nearby is a popular restaurant called the Wood Booger Bar and Grill, and they have what they call the Super Wood Booger Challenge. And Jesus Christ, y'all, this is one big fucking sandwich. Like, it's like a greasy tower of hurt. <laughs> it's a lot. That's what I used to call myself as a performer, the greasy tower of hurt. I like oh. it. I like it. Ooh, <laughs> what, so greasy. What kind of performer? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Moving on. The one you would think. Um, uh, yeah, honestly, y'all, there's more info on the restaurant itself than the actual woodbooker to be found on the web. Like, I was scraping the bottom of the barrel for this fucking episode. I was just like, where's the facts about the monster? <laughs> like, it was tough. No, what we should start doing is if we can't find enough information, we should just make it up <laughs> and... And be like, this is what we've decided, and see if we can spread it. Be like, they're a they're a matriarch, <laughs> matriarchal family, like uh, the cool. Yeah. yeah, they tend to live in groups of at least four to five. Uh, 
I don't know. The males are smaller and will sometimes have sex with each other. I mean, um, but yeah, they the love pine trees. <laughs> love it. Um, so the Woodbooker Bar and Grill is just like one of the many local businesses that's really like merchandising and, you know, making money off the whole Woodbooker craze. Uh, Norton seems to have gone real ham with this whole Woodbooker thing. Uh, there's even a children's book called Where's the Woodbooger by Jamal Potter. Seems very cute. It does sound cute. It's very cute. Uh, in September, a geocaching event named the Woodbooger Geo Trails held in the Flag Rock Recreational, Recreational Area. <laughs> Recreation Area. <laughs> Sorry. I'm having a minute. Um, like I said, is that that's it. It is really hard finding material on the Woodbooger. Not like there there is a specific set of facts and that's it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, not a lot to be found on the web and stuff. So I I want to go to Woodbooger Days or whatever it's called. What is it called? Uh, Woodbooger Festival. Yeah, can we go? It's in the fall, right? We need to make like a fucking Excel sheet of all the things that we need to go to because there's a lot. I feel mm-hmm. like that's one of the other things that if we had a drinking game would be on. It's like, oh, when they say we want to go to that, can we go to that? <laughs> Let's go to that. <laughs> like, I can't keep track of all the things. There's a lot of things. Why do you look sad? I am not saying I do not. I'm just saying... We need to keep a list because, like, I have probably forgotten half the fucking things we said we want to go to. Yeah, that's right. And, like, fair. sometimes you text me and I'm, like, teaching a class or something. I'm like, what? Where is this? And then I forget about <laughs> to look it up later. <laughs> but, well, yeah. I'll say, um, I so when this is actually airing, I'll be in Alaska. So I'll start wandering around looking for anybody living up there, any cryptids. I'll find out, mm. like, some local folklore and things. Yeah. If I can look anything up and yeah you know what if you had a wood booger encounter or you have a wood booger story send it our way we yeah. want more wood booger facts yeah. we can't we'll get enough it. of them we'll read it we'll, <laughs> we'll read, read it. it yeah we'll read it we'll shout you out shit like give it <laughs> shit. Shit. shit give us more wood booger facts we're give hungry us that for bug. all right so does wood booger fuck uh the wood booger would probably fuck probably fuck. Uh, oh that's Maybe. a different one wait mm-hmm. a minute well, uncertain I can, I can say i have some dialogue in front of me and if this isn't fucking <laughs> i'm about to make some weird sounds for some <laughs> weird reasons is the wood booger like i don't know choking on his meal or something <laughs> like <laughs> i there, there's some good lines in here i'm excited i'm very excited to read this all right let's get into it uh <laughs> This is the Woodbooger, a story by um, by yours truly, our poet laureate mm-hmm. of the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stephen tossed his camping gear in the back of his beat-up hatchback, then drove out to Flag Rock Recreation Area one sunny morning, ready to start a weekend of getting back to nature. He set up. His- <laughs> I thought you said getting a fucking <laughs> <laughs> weekend of fucking. Sorry, Whipping out your dick out in the woods. Mm-hmm. He set up his campsite and spent the rest of the afternoon fishing and drinking beer. He returned to his campsite that evening, having not caught a single fish all day. And this is why I came prepared, Stephen thought to himself. Styrofoam cooler under one arm and fishing pole in the other, 
Stephen plopped down by his campfire's fire pit. Er, Stephen plopped down by his campsite's fire pit and opened up the cooler. On top of a layer of ice was half a 12-pack of Budweiser, and on top of that was a pack of hot dogs and buns. Stephen arranged some logs in the fire pit, then realized he had forgotten Kindly. Stumbling back to his hatchback, he began scrounging around his car, picking up all the receipts and any other easily burned trash he found on his floorboards. Both hands full of car trash, he bumbled back to his campsite in the fading light. Sorry. <laughs> car trash. Like, I want to call people car trash now. So. <clears throat> oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Stephen hollered in shock. As he drew closer, he saw a bear at his cooler. The big, hairy beast had its face in the white foam cooler and didn't notice Stephen's approach. Alerted by his scream, the creature stood suddenly, tall on hind legs. It froze there, eyes locked on Stephen. And that was when Stephen saw, instead of a bear, this creature had the face of a man. It's a goddamn wood booger, he said. <laughs> <laughs> Then he noticed the creature's giant hands, not paws, were holding the single pack of hot dogs Stephen had bought for food. Hey, those are my hot dogs. You put them back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what the, the fucking audacity of this drunk redneck being like, get my hot dogs, you big giant beast that could rip me apart. <laughs> Well, to be fair, he is drunk, so. This is exactly what I would do in this scenario. And I would sound like that, too. Like, that's if I saw a bear getting into my thing, it'd be me walking up and be like, hey, what are you doing in my, get out of my hot dogs. 100%. He yelled. At Stephen's show of aggression, the woodbooker turned and began to run. Grabbing a roasting stick, Stephen ran after the creature, yelling all the way. Drop them hot dogs now. Those are the good kind. Six bucks. <laughs> Stephen yelled as he chased the woodbooker through the woods, roasting stick waving in a raised fist. The woodbooker hadn't meant to get caught, but something about processed meats was like a siren song to him. <laughs> I'll process your meat. <laughs> <laughs> he smelled that intoxicating scent and couldn't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is gonna be a this is gonna be a hard one to get through. <laughs> We've set a precedent. All right. <laughs> oh shit. He smelled that intoxicating scent and couldn't help but follow it to its source. When he got there, no one was around, so he thought it was safe to pilfer through the cooler. Humans left food out here all the time. There was no fire going, so he figured they had left for the day. He was shocked when the man walked up on him, and he was caught red-handed. Not wanting to give up his prize, he took off running, hoping the man would give up soon. The man seemed pretty adamant about getting his hot dogs back, so the woodbooker tore into them mid-sprint and began trying to suck down as many as he could. <laughs> That's not the only thing, I imagine. <laughs> Stephen chased the woodbooker through the trees. It looked back at him for a second, and Stephen could see it had a hot dog hanging from its mouth like a giant pink cigar. <laughs> so far, I'm in love with this story. <laughs> 
In the blink of an eye, the hot dog disappeared with a powerful slurp. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. This is a gift. Uh. The woodbooker had swallowed it whole. That act had made Stephen pause in his chase. Slowing to a stop, he noticed the woodbooker's powerful, bare-ass cheeks clapping frantically with each step. I love this so much. I am having so much fun right now. This is like pure joy. Like Just slurping I, up hot dogs, ass cheeks are clapping. Oh, it's so good. I want like a whole book of this. Okay, sorry. Go on. Each of its huge hands full of hot dogs, the hairy creature ran into the night and into the darkness. Stephen found the torn hot dog package laying in the leaves and walked back to his campsite panting from his race with the woodbooker. Defeated and hungry, Stephen packed up his camp and drove home. Oh, I was like, is that it? Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, no one fucked. I'm okay. thirsty for cheeks. Time to go home. All throughout the next week, Stephen found himself drifting off and daydreaming. The memory of that powerful slurp and those bouncing cheeks replayed in his <laughs> mind over and over. He tried to convince his friends he saw the woodbooker, showing them the torn pack of hot dogs. Drawing the butt cheeks. And, <laughs> I'm telling you, slurped a whole hot dog. One go. But they all laughed and said he was probably out in the woods, shit-faced and screaming at raccoons. To be fair, Stephen didn't have the best reputation when it came to tall tales. Maybe it's for the best. Stephen said as he laid on the couch with his hand down his pants. He was bored and fondling himself before bed. One hand held his phone, porn on the screen. The other pulled his pajama pants down and his dick out. Stephen masturbated as he watched the sexual scenario play out on his phone, but flashing images of the woodbooker kept rising unbidden to his mind. His dick grew harder, thinking of the creature's pink-ass cheeks clapping, slapping against each other as it ran away. <laughs> Stephen wondered what that powerful slurp could do to his dick. Imagining being sucked off by the woodbooker, Stephen came, the porn on his phone forgotten. That weekend, Stephen packed up his camping gear once again and made his way back to the same campsite. He made a detour this time to stock up on supplies. Inside his white styrofoam cooler, he had a couple packs of hot dogs, a pack of brats, a ewe of kielbasa, and a couple logs of pepperoni. If the woodbooker wanted wieners, the woodbooker would get him. After setting up his... <laughs> I love that he got a kielbasa as well. He's like, I'm going to watch this fucker suck up a kielbasa. <laughs> After setting up his camp and the sausage-filled trap he created for his prey, Stephen, Stephen sat on the pitch dark... Stephen... Oh, my God. Stephen sat in the pitch dark away from the half-open cooler. The woodbooker knew better than to give in to his cravings. But after a week of eating bugs, forest plants, and whatever fish he could catch, the smell of sausage was too much to ignore. The memory of the taste and smell of the last pack of hot dogs he ate was still fresh in his mind. He began to salivate. Giving in to his primitive desires, he followed his nose to a campsite shrouded in dark. The woodbooker wasn't stupid. There was a part of his brain screaming at him that this didn't seem quite right but his lust for processed meat could no longer be denied. 
tiptoeing toward the campsite, he drew closer, maintaining complete silence. The smell was so strong. Drool was actively dripping down his chin, and his pupils were blown out with need. The woodbooker reached for the half-open cooler in the dark, flinging the lid behind him. Inside, he could see two packs of hot dogs. Immediately grabbing the pack on top, he ripped into them and sucked them all down as fast as he could. As fast as he could. I'm sorry. Blown out with need is a new shirt that we need to have as well. <laughs> Blown out with need. Blown out with need. Woo. Shoo-wee. Hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be a shirt? Please this punching. Hot dog. Hot, Hot dog. dog. He had eaten them so fast he barely managed to taste them. Now that this hot dog hunger had been sated somewhat, he decided to really savor this last pack of delectable dogs. Stephen had watched the whole scene from behind a tree on the other side of the dark, cold fire pit. His mouth stood agape at the speed with which the woodbooker had demolished the first pack of hot dogs. God must be damn hungry, Stephen thought. Once the woodbooker had finished his first course, Stephen got ready to execute his plan. One end of a thick fishing line was in Stephen's hand. The other end was hooked into the package of hot dogs left in the cooler. When the woodbooker reached for the second pack, Stephen began pulling the fishing line. The pack of hot dogs began to inch their way towards Stephen. The woodbooker seemed shocked at first, but be- but quickly began to follow the scuttling pack of hot dog. <laughs> but quickly began to follow the scuttling pack of hot dogs like a cat with a ball of yarn. Just as the pack of wieners rested at Stephen's feet, the woodbooker arrived on all fours. When the woodbooker caught up to his meal and had the package in his hands, he stood up only to see Stephen only to see Stephen standing there before him. And I would really love for you, or one of you, to go, Wah! like a Aww. like a wood booger would Why do. are you saying one of you? <laughs> I'm already doing a voice. I mean, I can do it. Does if no you don't one want to do? I'll do wah if no one I, wants I'll to do. I'll do wah. I would love to do. I just think that Joyce I'll, should give it a shot. The first, the first wah? <laughs> just give it a try. <laughs> I'm just going to set the precedent precedent now that I'm going to do very few voices, if any more, but I will do your wah. You, d- you don't have to, but it's I'm just I'm going to do the wah. Is it like a bird sound? Like, wah! It's like, that it's works. like, yeah, like, it's just like a, like, if you're looking at hot dogs and you're like, oh, great. And then all of a sudden you look up and there's a face. Ah! Yeah, like scared. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. There you go. There's your Bigfoot, your woodbooker sound. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> give us give us one clean. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, I can't. <laughs> this is clean as it's going to get. Uh, do you want to try Coco? Sure. <laughs> I gotta, I'm going to act yeah, it out. Yeah, get in the headspace. <clears throat> get in the headspace. <gasps> ah! <laughs> 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 See, it's not so easy, is it? <laughs> we could do that, like, oh, oh, oh. I said we keep all of that. Go on. <laughs> the woodbooker cried out, alarmed. He scrambled to his feet and was turning to run away. Wait, friend, I'm not here to chase you this time. Stephen said, trying to sound as calm and soothing as possible. The woodbooker jogged away despite Stephen's attempt at calming him. Stephen sat back in his camp chair, staring into the night. 
He waited like that for nearly 30 minutes before he reached in his coat and pulled out a package of bratwurst. Opening the brats, <laughs> he pulled one out and chucked it as far as he could throw in the direction the woodbooker ran. He threw another with a little less oomph, then another and another, each with less power behind them. Now all Stephen could do was wait. The woodbooker's heart was racing when he finally stopped running and slumped against a tree trunk. Getting his breathing under control, he managed to listen to the forest for any sign of pursuit. The quiet that stretched on and on calmed his nerves. He sat there, back against the stump, elbows resting on his knees. The package of hot dogs was still in his hand, and he tore it open with his teeth. These are damn good hot dogs, he thought, and he tried to take his time eating them. He wanted to savor this pack. As he ate his wieners, he thought over his encounter. That was the same guy as last time, he thought. But the man hadn't chased him this time, or yelled, or anything. As a matter of fact, the man said the man had said something to him in a real calm voice. But the woodbooker was so surprised he couldn't remember what it was. Was he giving these to me? That thought struck the woodbooker like lightning. If the hot dogs, which were now gone, were a gift, maybe the guy had some more. That thought was what pushed the woodbooker back to his feet and back toward the campsite. Oh, he's got a wiener for you. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just want to say for the listener at home that Joyce and I continuously bake eye contact and wiggly <laughs> eyebrows throughout this whole thing and stifle joyful laughter at great lines. Like the fact that I want to call the episode Hot Dog Hunger <laughs> or Hot Dog Hunger Games. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Stephen sat shivering in the dark at the campsite. He would love to light a fire, but was afraid the light would deter the woodbooker. He strained his ears, trying to catch any sound of the woodbooker returning. After what felt like eternity, Stephen heard the slow crunching of massive feet on dry leaves. He held his breath, looking into the dark, hoping the beast had returned. Eventually, Stephen could make out a massive form, cautiously coming nearer. He slowly reached back in his coat and grabbed the bratwurst package, with its remaining contents. He grabbed a brat and held it out to the woodbooker. I'd, I'd like to watch you eat, if that's okay, Stephen said. The woodbooker carefully took the brat from Stephen's hand. He sniffed the air and listened intently. There was no one else around, he was sure. Now that, this hot dog, now that his hot dog hunger had been sated somewhat, he had the wherewithal to really take in his surroundings. All he could detect was this one guy sitting here alone in the cold. He couldn't even smell the metallic tang of a weapon on the man. All that was there was the smell of sweet, sweet processed meat. He was pleasantly surprised that he had been correct. This guy really was giving him all these delicious sausages. The woodbooker had never had a human friend before. He sat on the ground next to the man and took his time munching the bratwurst he had been handed. I'm typing out another episode name. Processed meat cute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one's it, I think. That one's it. <laughs> Just thought of it was like, I can't lose processed meat cute. <laughs> okay. Um, what was I? Oh, yeah. My name's Steve. The man said, then asked. Do you have a name? The woodbooker looked at him. They were eye to eye, though the man sat on a camp chair and he was sitting on the ground. He shook his head back and forth. He had never had any use for a name. He didn't talk, after all. Woodbookers lived solitary lives, and he had been alone since the moment he was old enough to fend for himself. He had lived that way for decades now. 
He knew some human language, though. He lived in the park and heard people talking all the time. He could also infer most of what a human was thinking from their smell and body language. Oh, well, can I call you Woody? Stephen asked. He looked toward the wood booger expectantly. Looking the wood booger in the eyes, Stephen could tell that the creature understood him. They paused for a moment and then nodded their head yes. Woody it is then, Stephen said. He watched Woody eat the bratwurst he had handed him. Stephen shivered from the cold again, wrapping his arms around himself. Woody knew humans were frail creatures. That was why they had so much technology to take care of themselves. It seemed his new friend, Sausage Man Steve, was no exception. <laughs> There's a t-shirt. <laughs> Sausage Man Steve. But he had not built a fire to keep himself warm. Woody could only assume that was for his benefit, to make him feel more comfortable to approach. Touched, he reached out for Steve with his massive hands. He grabbed the human man and plunked him down on his lap. One arm wrapped warmly around Steve. He pointed with his hand at the almost empty package of brats, hopefully. How do I do this sound? Imagine a giant hairy man picking you up like a baby. Okay. Cradling you in his arms. <laughs> what is he okay? It's, it's what's written here is e e e e e e e e g g h. So like, okay, okay, pretty good, pretty good. It was good. Stephen let out a choke squeal as Woody grabbed him up and sat him down. He thought maybe they had changed their minds and didn't want to be friends after all, but now. But now he sat on Woody's warm lap, one huge arm around him safely. Noticing Woody wanted another brat, Stephen plucked one out from the package and held it out. Instead of grabbing the brat himself, Woody wrapped his other arm around Steve for added warmth. He then took a bite from the bratwurst held in Stephen's hand. Food and eating had never been erotic to Stephen in the past, but something had flipped in his brain the first night he encountered the woodbooker. The way Woody had inhaled that hot dog was seared in Stephen's mind. Initially, he was amazed, but as the imagery played over and over, it became more and more erotic. It had gotten to the point that he couldn't masturbate without thinking of it at least once. But the image was getting stale, so he had decided to come back out to the woods and try to recreate the magic. He only planned to see Woody eat, fill up his spank bank, and head home. The evening took an unexpected turn, however, when Woody took a bite directly from Stephen's palm. The sensation of feeding Woody so intimately made Stephen's cock instantly rock hard. Woody nibbled the last piece of Woody nibbled the last piece of bratwurst from Stephen's fingers. As his lips touched the skin of Stephen's palm, he heard him gasp and felt him squirm. Now that the brats were gone and their scent wasn't as strong, Woody noticed an altogether different scent faintly wafting in the air. He sniffed at it. He sniffed at the air curiously at first then realized it was coming from within the warm circle of his arms. Looking down at Steve in his lap, he realized the smell was coming from him. Sniffing closer to Steve, he realized it was the smell of human sex. Curious to finally see the act up close, he reached towards Steve's waistband and pulled down his jeans as easily as if they were sweats. <laughs> oh, sh shit. Stephen cried as Woody yanked his jeans down, exposing his rigid dick to the cold night air. I want to be clear. It does say 
scaroused on here. <laughs> so that was me pausing to like think like, okay, scaroused. Scaroused. Sorry, go on. He didn't know what Woody was thinking. Would Woody judge him for getting a hard on by feeding him? Or would he be enraged by the sight of Stephen's dick? Scared and embarrassed, Stephen tried to cover and hide his stiff cock with his hands. He started to jabber out an excuse, but Woody stood him up on his feet, pants around his ankles. Still holding his cock in his hands, slick with bratwurst slime, Stephen took a few waddled steps back away from Woody. To his surprise, Woody crawled forward on hands and knees to come closer to Stephen as he backed away. He wasn't growling or making any noise other than small puffs as he sniffed the air close to Stephen's crotch. He then reached up with huge hands that engulfed Stephen's wrist and moved his hands away from Stephen's cock. Woody finally got an up-close view of a human man's dick. He had always been curious. He could hear and smell humans having sex out in the woods fairly regularly. But for his own safety and privacy, he had never dared come close enough to be able to see the act properly. To Woody's surprise, Sausage Man Steve's dick was pretty similar to Woody's own. But as Woody came close to inspect it, he could smell the bratwurst juice that Stephen had accidentally spread all over it in his attempt to cover himself. Licking his... <laughs> it's all coming together. Yep. Licking his lips, Woody sniffed hungrily and took Steve's dick in his mouth. He'd make sure to slurp all that brat flavor off Steve's dick for him. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you um, shook. Like this, like you're struggling to say lines today. It's because, well, it's also, I know Jim over here writing shit, sitting there going like, mm hmm. I, I know you know I'm going to read this. <laughs> I know you know it. And I know you like write lines right before my dialogue that I just throw my ass off. Okay. <clears throat> Oh, fuck. Steven let out a throaty <laughs> moan as Woody sucked at his dick. He had never felt such a strong, sucking pull before in his life. The inside of Woody's mouth was so hot and wet that, Stephen, uh, that Stephen's eyes rolled in the back of his head. Woody reached around at Steven's ass with one huge hand and pulled him toward his mouth further. Now with his cock buried fully in Woody's mouth, Stephen couldn't help but to quiver and jerk. The suction and heat from Woody's mouth was so intense that Stephen couldn't form the words to warn Woody he was about to come. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Was that good? Was that, that right? Was, was it good? You've been doing so good. <laughs> Stephen growled out one last moan. Woody sucked and licked at Stephen's dick, making sure to get every morsel of bratwurst flavor off. As he was finishing the job, he felt Steve's cock pulse inside his mouth, and the back of his tongue and throat were splashed with a salty, hot liquid that Woody found quite tasty. Swallowing Steve's liquid. Oh no, he's got the cock fever. <laughs> he's he's, he's, he's going to go out sucking holes that dick. It's a new process he's, for me. He's gone cock crazy. <laughs> cock crazy. <laughs> He likes processed and not processed meat, apparently. The wood mugger. <laughs> Coming to take your seed. <laughs> so, 
Swallowing Steve's load and sitting back on the ground, Woody pulled Steve's pants back up for him. He then reached his arms out again, motioning for Steve to sit back on his lap for warmth. Stephen was shivering and his legs felt weak. He collapsed more than sat back in Woody's lap, panting from the release he had just been gifted. Drained and hungry, Stephen reached in his coat and pulled out two logs of pepperoni he had brought. Unwrapping both, he handed one to Woody. They sat there for a while in companionable silence, each munching on their pepperoni. With this last meaty meal finished, they both dozed off, each sated in their own way and warm in each other's arms. Early dawn light awoke the pair the next morning. They both stretched and stood up. Before you go, I have something else for you, Stephen said, and ran back to his hatchback to grab the kielbasa. He handed the large sausage to Woody with a smile and said, Thank you for spending time with me last night. I'd like to do that again if you're game. Woody took the kielbasa from Stephen gently and nodded his head yes. He patted Stephen on the head and walked back into the thick into the thick of the forest. Stephen and Woody both felt they had made a very special connection last night. It was the start of a long and fulfilling friendship. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> that was, I would say, a hoot and maybe even a holler. Oh, my God. That was a lot. It was a full yeet and a haw. <laughs> Yeehaw! So... Maybe it's a, a silly uh, question to ask, but were you inspired by like um, like feeder kinks and stuff like that for this one? Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Yep. Some feederism in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, there were so many lines in that that just like... <laughs> I tickled me pink. Like it just made me... I can't... You know what, Jim? You should be pleased as punch <laughs> with that story right there. Hot I, uh, dog. Hot dog. <laughs> that might be like one of my favorite ones that we've done so far. That, I just. The wood booger demanded a silly story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is a silly name. It is also, it's just like the, just the right balance of country, you know, mm -hmm. wood booger. Come on. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's just like, it screams like Appalachia, like you know, small yeah. town. Like, yeah. So yeah, it's got it's got to have a little little silly funk to it. Yeah. <laughs> a silly funk fusion. Have some funk fusion. Just a little funk fusion. Like, oh my god, I, I. It was hard to not laugh the whole time because I wanted the story to continue. I didn't want to be like rude and interrupty, but like, shoo. Just so many good lines. There was a lot of good. <laughs> what was that? Sausage, what, Steve? Oh, Sausage Man Steve. Sausage Man Steve. Like, I don't know. It's just. Yeah. I mean, from that alone, I got <laughs> Hot Dog Hunger Games, Processed Meat Cute, and Sausage Man Steve. I. <sighs> It's just so good. Oh, You're thanks, welcome. Jim. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a gift. You brought me a special gift today. <laughs> uh, us, the special everyone, 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 a special gift. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, you got a gift today. Thank <sighs> them for that. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, there's an extra spring in your step today. <laughs> mm -hmm. Go out there and get you a sausage. 
go get you a sausage from Sausage Man Steve. <laughs> well, Joyce, before you try to pass on uh-huh. the question. Would you smash? Would you smash the wood booger? Okay. So, obviously, a good, a good blowjob is nice. Can't, can't beat it. So, sorry, it's okay. That's right. But what I was gonna say is like, I've I noticed as I've gotten older, though I, you know, it can be good and it is a can be an integral part of foreplay. I'm not really huge. I'm not really huge into it. Like I like it, but it's not like I ain't hurting for it. Like that's not your preferred way to come. No. Yeah. No. Uh, you know. I again, I enjoy it to a degree, and I think it is, you know, can be an important part of foreplay or whatever. But yeah, I, I mean, sure, I would get down with the wood booger, but like again, that's not my preferred way. Unless, you know, some people are quite good at it. I've mm-hmm. had, I've had I some, have a feeling. I have a feeling wood yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, it sounds like uh, sounds like wood booger is straight up a vacuum at this point. Yeah, <laughs> like a Hoover. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think. A soft yes. A soft yes. Oh, that's the best one I've got. Yeah, there out you of go. you. So, all right. Well, all right. you Coco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> soft or hard yes? That's a hard yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I mean you gotta after that story. I, if like my buddy told me that, I'd be like, well, I mean, I'm not gonna turn it down. I gotta find out. <laughs> yeah, like what a wild ass story to hear from someone like I. I trounced, trounced around in the woods and, you know, this Bigfoot sucked me off. Like, I just, you just splash a little hot dog juice on there and he'll go to town. I would say I think this is the first time that you've just been literally shook by an episode. You like Coco's head has hung so many times during oh this episode. God. This one's just got me. It just it got me good. I can't tickled your funny bone. It did. It like hit my funny bone real hard. I'm all bones. <laughs> I'm all bones. I'm all bones. Oh, oh man. All right. I don't think I would I don't think I would fuck Woody. Why? Well, this I mean that's the... okay, but I'm curious what your reasoning is. I just don't feel like I would I would have like Woody didn't seem to be super interested in sex itself. He was more interested in hot dogs. Fair enough. But uh, you know, from the very little and please take this with a grain of salt. The very little I know about like Peter and Gaynor Kinks that scene like sometimes sex is like kind of like almost an afterthought. This yeah. is what I've heard from someone mm-hmm. who's in the community. Yeah. Um. So like you know it's like a thing that can happen and but it's like specifically they told me porn about Peter and Gainers like they don't really go into detail as far as the sex bit. It's more about the like the food and the interactions surrounding that. Again, I don't have enough to really be speaking on this. So mm-hmm. yeah. So like that's not really my thing personally so like eh. and then like the thought of like okay if i met woody i would have to like smear bratwurst slime on my cooter um (laughs) if i wanted to like 
get him interested. So like, I guess no. Like, I, I guess I, I don't, don't want to. I feel like maybe it would because I mean he enjoyed the the salty bit. So maybe like second time round, you don't really need it anymore. He's yeah, like, well, I know what like, comes out of there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, some, I, oh sorry. Oh sorry. No, you gay. No, no. Finish your thought, and then I got a little story. <laughs> I was going to say I. I was hesitant at first, but the fact that you made Woody intelligent and it wasn't just he like... He's intelligent. He's yeah. not being like... He's not being coerced. Yeah. He, I don't think, understood necessarily what he was doing at first and then was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he did like like think like, oh, I've heard people fucking in the yeah. woods. So he, he had an he understanding of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, he was probably like... This helps me, helps that guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everybody gets off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, what I was going to say, we can cut this if this is going long, but I do know of a story that I think probably Jim knows this person too. I'm not going to name them, but they really liked the, uh, God, what's that fucking, there's a steak place. Oh, fuck. I can't remember. They just really loved this one steak place, specifically the ribs and the sauce that it was in. Mm-hmm. They did share with me one drunken time when we were hanging out that like their partner who has a penis, they smeared the uh, barbecue sauce from the specific restaurant on his in his wiener um, and like, you know, did a little bit of sucking, a little bit of fucking. You know what? I, I accept that. Because <laughs> I also like barbecue sauce. Yeah. And I can just imagine that a wiener would taste better with it. I'm imagining the reverse. You would be the wood booger. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, in that yeah. situation. Yeah. Just be yeah. like, whoa, oh, you put bratwurst juice on it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can't beat a good brat. No. <laughs> you know? Uh, a lot of can't beat jokes going on. <laughs> I got, get on a roll. All righty. All righty. I think it's time. Yeah. I think it's time. I think it's time. All Spittoon's right. full. Spittoon is full. Special thanks, as always, for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at LaughsPod. That's L-A-F-S-P-O-D. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Love at First Sighting. We have a website. It's uh, LaughsPod.com. That's L-A-F-S-P-O-D.com. You can find a little about us. You can find us. Uh, you can find episodes. You can find our Cryptid Cupid submission form where you can send us porn that you wrote. You can send us feedback. You can send something you found on the internet. Someone else wrote. Please, 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 please tell your friends. Send us porn. Write us porn. Tell your friends to write us porn. Um, Is there a monster that we've talked about that you really want to fuck or you don't want to fuck? Tell us why. Tell, tell us, us why. Be, yeah. be nice yeah. and be respectful about it, but tell us why. Yeah. Give us your reasoning. You know, show us your work. <laughs> show us your work. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Uh, we also have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon helps support the show and helps us kind of keep doing this and like make the quality better and helps us dedicate more time to this. So, you know, work less on other things, work more on this. Uh, there's lots of rewards and things and shout outs and all that. Um, check that out on the website as well. Um, you know, you can find us wherever you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, also leave a review, please. You know, if you especially if you really like us, leave us a review because that helps us climb like the charts, you know, the the billboard <laughs> or whatever. Um, you know, just kind of give us a review and also word of mouth. Just tell people like 
we're out there and we're doing the horny and the funny and the silly and the wholesome. Just tell them about it. We're great. <laughs> I hope you think so anyway. Um, yeah, anything else, y'all? I think that's it. That's it. All right. Watch the shadow, sweeties. Stay horny, babes. Go find yourself <laughs> a sausage man, Steve. A sausage man, Steve. <laughs> Go find him. He's out there. <laughs>